Alright Patriots, Hardliners, Warriors for Christ, it's time to stand up and take your nation back. Are you ready? It's time to assemble. It's time to return God back at the top of the throne where he belongs and get Christ back in our heart where he belongs. They've crossed this line one too many times and we are going to take this nation back once and for all. Isaiah 42:13 reminds us, the Lord goes forth like a warrior, like a man of war, he stirs up his fury. He shouts out his battle cry against his enemies. He shows his might. And that's what we will do here at His Heart Line. We will show his might. They have crossed this line for the last time. So let's take this nation back. Let's get started. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you are in the world. I am Jason Jones, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ at my side. They are the hosts, they are the ones that are at the wheel, and they are the ones that are piloting this ship through these crazy, chaotic waters we call life. And I'll tell you what, we are in a storm right now, there's no doubt. I mean, with gas prices going up, seems like 20 cents every other day. I mean, there's just it's, it's just getting nutty, but we're not here to talk about what's going on with the economy or what's going on with our state of affairs but what we are here to discuss here is another his hardline discussion and today we're going to be discussing uh the contempt of the constitution it's the official declaration of contempt of the constitution which is by the people of the united states of america the people in assembly now ladies and gentlemen Hardliners, Patriots, Warriors for Christ. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. At what point do you say enough is enough? Hmm? At what point do you say enough is enough? At what point will you wake up? Now, some of you listening are already in the know. And if you are one of those few people that have the eyes to see and the ears to hear, then you have an obligation to help wake up your fellow countrymen and women that share this nation with you. You could do that in various ways. You could share this website first off, which is www.hishardline.com. And you can also follow the podcast on Podbean. You could also direct people to the National Assembly website especially if you're an assembly member. And you can find that, whether if you're an assembly member or not, here's the website. It's www.national-assembly.net. And when you visit the website, you can click on a link that says conference call. And every Thursday, there is a conference call among the assembly of states at 9 p.m. on Thursday evenings at which you can join join in as a guest as long as you announce yourself to be able to ask questions and find out what's going on with your state. Find out the status of your state and your county to see if uh, you could participate at the local level and try to link up with people in your state so you can be involved. And it's like General Flynn says, local action equals national impact, right? You're not going to make a national impact unless you get involved on your local level. And people really think that a red wave is going to come and rescue them from this, you know, senseless government, quote unquote, that we all know is a corporation that has been established since 1871, which, by the way, is dissolved. It's de facto, by the way, it's fraudulent, it's not, it's not lawful, but it is dissolved. We're in 
a period called interregnum, which is basically moving from one form of government to another form of government. Now, if you go to DC, you'll see at the, uh, I forgot exactly where it was. I had a few people tell me this, but I believe you can go uh, at the, I think at the visitor center. And the last picture of the president that you'll see is President Trump. You won't find a picture of Biden because Trump will be the, is the last president of the de facto fraudulent corporation that we all have known as the government. And it also states somewhere there where it says, please, uh, and, and I'm paraphrasing here, but basically where it says, please be patient as we uh, move you know, as we continue on through this transition. Well, what transition is that? Well, it's going from the de facto to the de jure, to a lawful form of government, where we, the people, return to self-governance. And I'm here to tell you that that corporation, though, is dead. That was de facto. It was a de facto government. And what we have in place is, like I said, in the middle of transitioning to a de jure republic. We're going to be self-governing ourselves again. D.C. is dead and it's empty. The United Nations that occupied that foreign land we all know as the District of Columbia as well as New York City. Needless to say, the United Nations has been evicted and put on notice and has relocated out of our country. Now, the important question here is not so much what the podcast His Hard Line is or who Jason Jones is. By the way, cheers truly. But the important question you need to ask is who is God and how do I accept Jesus Christ into my heart? And the second important question is, what is the National Assembly and how will it be a benefit to me and my family going forward living in this nation? These are two very vital questions that you should ask yourself if you haven't asked yourself these questions before. And you might say, well, Jason, I know God. Well, do you? Because there's a lot of people out there, a lot of patriots that I know that they say they know God, but yet they still are filled with so much anxiety about what's going on they have no idea and they they allow all the you know the news stories and the you know news cycles to just cause them so much stress it's like what well, why so that's why i asked that question and if you want to learn about returning to self-governance while recognizing god being at the top of the throne over this nation i suggest listening to this podcast which is his hard line you can find it on podbean and please again share it with friends and family so you can pass along this important information and visit the national assembly website provided in the show notes you can also get to the national assembly website through um, i have a link that says assembly on my actual website at hishardline.com and you can listen to very um, a couple of very important podcasts that are that are right there uh, on the you know on the assembly link that I have there. Now, what we're going to be reading and, and going over is the contempt of the Constitution, which again was drafted and was put together by the people in assembly. Now, this was the first law that was created under the de jure government by the people in lawful assembly since 1861. And when you hear the word contempt, it means to scorn or disrespect. And what I'm about to review to you is an important document that declares this contempt of the Constitution, which is by the people of the United States of America. And as we go through it, we will pause throughout a little bit here and there and dissect it a bit. bit. But this is very, very important to our current and future history that's in the making. Now... With this document, 
filed, presented, or posted with any agency, department, representative, or body politic of government in any form which such government shall take shall be construed by force majeure as the same shall be duly gathered by we the people, and the same shall at any time be required or necessary to be an official and undeniably declaration of contempt of constitution for the people of the United States of America and sets forth the following information and declaration in support thereof. The inherent authority and power to charge one with contempt of court has been long recognized within the courts and the legal structure of the governments of the United States of America. And it's been well understood and is accepted that such authority and power belongs to common law courts as a result of the nature of what contempt of court is, an inherent authority and power being undeniable and inseparable to the courts because of the nature of what that authority and power is. It is further recognized by we the people as claimed by the courts themselves that contempt of court is the highest authority and power as being true and correct on its face accordingly. Likewise, it is recognized that such authority and power arose first from an acknowledgement and allowance of the King of England in the early 18th century or early 1700s as revealed by the U.S. Supreme Court case in Regreen v. U.S. Now this revelation being thus shown to illustrate the fact that the power of contempt of court itself actually comes under the sovereignty of a country just as it did in England at the time centuries ago proves to the people and establishes by like principle that the power of contempt of court in the United States also belongs under ultimate sovereignty of the United States of America, the republic thereof, or the people as was expressly embodied in the preamble as we the people. Now, proclaiming and explaining the inherent right of the courts themselves to simply declare the right to contempt of court, it is stated at Corpus Juris Secundum, Volume 17, Section 43, Page 108, that in order that any human agency may accomplish its purpose, it is necessary that it possess power. The executive must have power to direct or control his business. The superintendent must have power to direct his men in order to accomplish the purpose for which they were created. Courts must also possess powers. These powers are called inherent powers. Among these powers is the power of, excuse me, is the power to punish for contempt. Now, we the people of the United States of America, having come together in peaceful assembly to return to original jurisdiction and venue and return the formation of a republic being noted in the preamble as we the people, likewise have and hereby reveal and prescribe an inherent authority and power, and for the same or similar reasons in their own fashion, do so reason and declare. In order that any human body of people forming a constitution representing them directly by prescribed or written agency may accomplish their purpose, in order to keep their constitution secure, safe, and sound in its integrity, clean, pure, inviolable, not being violated, it is necessary that body of people possess all inherent authority and power. Very important. 
I'm going to repeat that. It is necessary that that body of people possess all inherent authority and power. The business owner must have authority and power to direct or control his business or punish or fire bad employees who refuse to be directed or controlled as required. The superintendent must have authority and power to direct his men. In order to accomplish the purpose for which they created a constitution, a people organized in a republic or even recognized between themselves as bearing or having a constitution, whether or not written, must also possess authority and powers. These authorities and powers are called inherent authorities and powers. These authorities and powers are undeniable, irrevocable, irreversible, indisputable and unalienable by any elements of government. Among these authorities and powers is the authority and power to punish for contempt of constitution. Contempt of constitution belongs and is inherent to we the people alone and no part of authority of government may attach it, detract from it, taint it, or approach it. Furthermore, not only does the inherent authority and power of contempt of constitution belong to the people alone, wherefore no body of government may approach it without committing contempt of constitution at its highest level. But the principle of contempt of constitution was embodied by the constitution's founding fathers or framers at article 1 section 6 clause 1 perceived and understood therein as breach of peace being understood so to be to wit treason and felony are referred to in article 1 section 6 clause 1 but misdemeanor is not thus more mis mere misdemeanors even if seemingly causes causing a breach of peace by today's standards, would not be sufficient to present a congressman or senator from attending Congress in session. Reviewing all forms of misdemeanors and recognizing that none of them apply to such a breach as described in the Constitution, by process of elimination, the only kind of breach that could be so serious as to be thought by the Founding Fathers as being worthy to stop an attendance of Congress in session was that kind of of an offense serious enough to be regarded as equal or greater than the committed of either a treason or felony. Whenever any person of we the people or the people as a whole shall have their rights subsequent to mandated rights and requirements usurped by government and shall further have as to such abuse contempt or usurpation by government there, their rights that any person or people not be assaulted in their fundamental or constitutional rights or their right of due process in connection with life, liberty, and property are abused or denied. Per the Fifth Amendment, the right to be or feel secure in their houses, not just house, as to all their communications, even with modern technology, the advent of modern technology not amending the Constitution in any part thereof, from the Fourth Amendment. Rights to feel secure while traveling abroad by not being forced under penalty or fine or imprisonment, being in duress by the conduct of government agents, or violation of other rights to show or produce her papers. Per the Fourth and Fifth Amendment. The rights of speech, religion, assembly, the press, the petition, not polluted with false concepts of expression leading to gross depravity. Perversion and leading to all forms of social self-destruction, including children, murdering children. You can find that with the First and Ninth Amendment. 
the rights to exist peacefully in their homes during times of peace, per the Third Amendment. Rights not to have the state's militia suppressed, oppressed, or done away with under pretense or disguise of being a National Guard or military assaults committed against private homes for constitutionally violation purposes, found in Article 1, Section 8, Clause 16, and 2nd, 8th, and 10th Amendments. The rights of justice by an impartial jury under control, trial, try, to control, of a jury not under control of a judge, thus representing the people directly, Article 3, Section 2, Clause 3, and the Sixth Amendment. The right to have to not have judges wearing the black robes of England or any other country, to not be required to all rise for, to not be required to speak, say or lavish the title of honor, where no constitutional law can be required of the people to do so, and to have government of the United States and the several states to not support, either by law or by practice, a title of such as, but not limited to, Esquire or any association or organization foreign or domestic in support thereof. Reference from Article 1, Section 9, Clause 8 and Article 1, Section 10, Clause 1. The right to be fully informed of all material facts that transpire in the courts, not to have judges or attorneys take silent judicial notice of elements of proceeding thereby impairing the obligation of contract with the courts. Per Article 1, Section 10, Clause 6. The rights to have separation of powers between the several states and the United States in cases of criminal offense alleged and recognized, per the Article 3, Section 2, Clause 3. The rights to have all commerce not crossing or else no longer crossing a state's borders recognized as intrastate commerce, not interstate commerce, and therefore not under the power and authority of the United States government, Article 1, Section 8, Clause 3. Rights to not have Congress have the right to regulate, make regular or uniform, commerce among the states or interstate commerce to be extended to mean to regulate or control interstate society where such wording is not plainly stated, not being found in Article 1, Section 8, Clause 3. The right to assistance of counsel, not necessarily attorneys or lawyers, but assistance not being forced, controlled, or limited by any organization whatsoever, per the Sixth Amendment. The rights against governmental and other encroachments to have civil matters in cases of determined value tried by jury also not under the control of a lawyer judge per the Seventh Amendment. Their rights of reasonable bail set by not by prosecution and trial and no cruel and unusual punishment per the Eighth Amendment. Their rights to be not forced to use an unlawful form of money, consideration, or value received on export or income from an accounting standpoint be taxable by the United States Corporation or government, whether alleged to be any foreign country or to any local country or state or nation or no tax on the export side of interstate commerce in any form per Article 1, Section 9, Clause 5. Their rights to an inherent right to have the language of the people in all respect aspects to which it applies to them belong to the people alone and under their control and not belong 
to or be controlled by any form of government thereof to any decree, degree whatsoever, and rights to the common law thereunder, per the Ninth, Fifth, and Seventh Amendments. Their rights to have all rights, through not specifically numbered, enumerated within the Constitution, but retained without Article 5 required amendment, retained by the first generation, or that generation which came under the wording, retained by the people, per the Ninth Amendment. Their rights to have certain powers considered forever and distinctly separate between bodies of government, United States, states, and people, per the Tenth Amendment. Their rights to bear arms in order to secure against the loss of the condition of a free state, whether by overt or covert means, being the loss of right to life, liberty, and property without due process of the law, per the Second Amendment, combined with the Fifth Amendment. The rights of all other things as they exist within the main body of the Constitution itself, as well as other parts of the Constitution not named. Then they, the people, are not at peace by any of these breaches, either as individuals or as people, and peace clearly has been breached thereby. Article 1, Section 6, Clause 1, the minimal embodiment of contempt of Constitution. Therefore, by these unalienable and mutual understandings be held, now by we the people, whether or not previously, previously spoken, written, or declared by any knowledge of fact or law, and by mutual covenants of the people, by the people, and between the people unspoken and unwritten yet existent, thus giving their heartfelt, undeniable, and solemn consent to this proceeding, without regard to any express numeration of the people so represented, hereby but being all-inclusive for all the people united the people of the united states of america and the several states do file and declare contempt of constitution to belong as an inherent power to them the people alone and that by each and every filing and declaration of this inherent power throughout the land this unalienable power of contempt of constitution shall for the people alone grow exponentially accordingly that because contempt by its own nature is a quasi crime or has many different appearances and aspects and not a civil offense and because there are different classes of contempt per juris corpus juris secundum volume 17 section 43 page 115 it is necessary to set forth what appears to be the different classes of contempt of constitution herein now here are some definitions to go over now, the definitions of the contempt of constitution is as follows. The contempt of constitution is a sovereign crime committed against the sovereign person, persons, equals people whom such constitution represents. For the purpose of defining contempt of constitution as applicable to the constitution for the United States of America, the classification of and degrees of types of contempt of constitution and like crimes shall be and hereby are. Here are the different types. So you got general contempt. This means where contempt has been committed or asserted by, but may have been done ignorantly or unknowingly. So there's, you know, it's not a defense. This shall include attempted contempt. So that's the first contempt. It's general contempt. The, the next contempt is malicious contempt. Now, what malicious contempt is where general contempt has been repeated so that ignorance of the law is clearly no excuse or contempt deliberately committed with a foreknowledge or where the result of the contempt is severe against one or more of 
the person or persons, equals people victimized by it so that a distinct harm has befallen or inevitably will befall such person or persons equals people. Then you have what's called tyrannical malicious contempt. All right. So this contempt is so strong that it is apparent that the author or authors of tyranny works act of malicious contempt on a similar or dissimilar basis in an effort no matter how small to gain a destructive power over any person equals people within the United States of America or any of its territories or where a corrupt use or corrupt taken part in such use of power whether or not by any manner delegated whereby such power may may be used maliciously toward any citizen or any person equals people under the protection of the Constitution and Bill of Rights of the United States of America. So basically, tyrannical, malicious contempt is what we're seeing, by and large, most of our government that's, you know, they're pretty much committing right now. <laughs> that's pretty much all of the de facto government. <laughs> so... Yeah, we got a lot of grand jury uh, trials to do here, um, to say the least. And I'm, that's me putting it lightly. Now, the next contempt is noble contempt. Now, noble contempt of constitution occurs when a person or business is recognized and equals or treated differently, either greater or lesser, under any operation of law. Even though a special fee, which shall be unlawful, might have been paid to a government for such special recognition that is recognized for other common or ordinary people as well as for businesses. Noble contempt also exists wherein private people or businesses are elevated in status above other common people or businesses by either what they are provided as rights to be entitled, above other people of equal merit, to do or by where there are regarded by some sense of frame already in existence as to be given advantages that other ordinary or common people or businesses under the same circumstances would not be provided. Noble contempt shall also include noble contempt by denobilization, which is an act of subjugating, subjecting, excuse me, of subjecting an individual or even a specific populace to a condition of degradation or reduction in status of importance under the law, whether by statute, code, regulation, or common law in favor of not reducing all people equally to be affected thereby. The jurisdictional charge and all penalties hereunder shall apply to both people and non-nationals of the United States of America and any other state and, and of any state. This is an inherent power expressed by the Constitution at Article 1, Section 9, Clause 8, and Article 1, Section 10, Clause 1. Then you have noble malicious contempt. There's two more, this one and one more. Now, noble malicious contempt is this. It is the establishment of noble contempt where the party or parties involved in such contemptuous activity refuse to vacate such contempt and such contempt can be shown to work a hardship or deprivation of common rights upon any other United States of America, native-born national, 
or native born in the state of the union. This, jurisdiction, this jurisdictional charge and all penalties hereunder shall apply to both native born people and non-nationals of the United States of America and of any state. This is an inherent authority and power expressed by the Constitution at Article 1, Section 9, Clause 8, and Article 1, Section 10, Clause 1. The last one is noble, tyrannical, malicious contempt. Sounds pretty serious. This is the establishment of noble contempt on a harsh and repetitive basis where the party or parties involved in such contemptuous activity effectuate such contempt to the degree that it represents a blatant disregard for basic human rights, rights embraced by the Constitution, where gross insensitivity toward the suffering of any United States of America native-born freeman or free woman is the result and it is reasonably believed that the party or parties knew of the unconstitutionality of their acts, but proceeded with obvious contempt to continue them at any cost, or where there shall be a corrupt use of power in conjunction with such noble, tyrannical, malicious contempt, whether or not by any manner delegated that may be used maliciously as toward any native-born free man or free woman of or any person equals people under the protection of the United States of America nor any of its territories. Furthermore, noble, tyrannical, malicious contempt may be recognized as having been committed in any event where the wanton disregard for the rights, safety, and secureness of the common native born free man or free woman whether or not the same shall be considered sovereign is enacted as represented by the scientific formula written as, and I cannot read this formula, but basically it means total humanity, putting all or a great portion of humanity at risk of life and equals or liberty for the benefit of one, which may be response, uh, representatively defined in analogical format put in antiquated, like, but not clearly expressive terms as the sum of me is equal to all of thee. I like that. In the furtherance of this declaration of contempt of constitution, where there shall be any attempt to refute, deny, or twist the same as so as to be made of alleged non-effect while holding that the authority and power of contempt of court exist at all, it is further hereby noted, understood, and declared that if there be at any time any claim that contempt of constitution does not exist, or that we the people have no right thereto, that contempt of court does not exist, or that we the people have no right thereto, then contempt of court does not exist either nor contempt of legislature, nor contempt of the executive. The lower cannot supersede the higher, nor set it aside. Therefore, any attempt to declare that contempt of constitution does not exist for or belong to we the people alone in favor of contempt of court or any other authority or power of government represents a contempt of constitution to the tyrannical malicious degree and is inherently prosecutable, prosecutable thereunder. Other forms of contempt of constitution may exist as we the people alone discern or duly proclaim them to be hereafter. Noted now and discerned, there is no statute or limit of limitations. 
Let me repeat this. There is no statute of limitations of contempt of the Constitution, and there can be none, except it be declared by we the people themselves, which they shall not, except it be by amendment, by pure convention, shall do. Very, very important note. Contempt of the Constitution has been formally and officially declared by this proceeding to the same extent as contempt of court was first declared many ages ago and has the same lawful intent and purpose as does contempt of court. The keeping and securing of the Constitution in a safe, sound condition, maintaining its integrity in its rights, established solely for the benefit of we the people of the United States of America. A tribunal representing a lawful force recognized by and under the Constitution of the United States of America, per Article 1, Section 8, Clause 9, also by the power of the tribunals long known and existing under common law by the power of separate and third-party existence as established under the Tenth Amendment to the Constitution of the United States of America, circa 1778, as amended at 1791. The Tribunal of We the People undersigned representing the people in law in sovereign law whether by direct representation or by those solemn and sovereign authority and powers and spirit and in fact as embodied and held being retained by the first generation as set forth and required by the ninth amendment to the constitution of the united states of america now hereby below subscribe their appellations giving force authority and power to this proceeding and declaration by use of proxy of the appellations of those founding fathers whose historical appellations now are entered below upon this extraordinary writ of sovereign declaration, joining by others thereafter in spirit and equals or, in fact, this declaration of contempt of constitution is and has been put into perpetual and sovereign effect and power by the power and effect of these three appellations so autographed real people equals citizens standing in symbolic proxy for the same and is therefore and of course that's where you place your statement of facts and equals or you're issued by verified affidavit it is ordered, sentenced, and decreed by the lawful authority and power by the political will of we the people of the United States of America. The date of the declaration of this inherent authority and power of contempt of constitution being timeless, extending to all times when the offenses shall have been committed by. And then there's a place for three autographs and a seal. That, ladies and gentlemen, is the contempt of Constitution. That was the first de jure law that has been placed and enacted within the Assembly since 1861. I know that was a very long, drawn-out reading, but it's something you should really listen to a few different times because that, what I just read right there, is going to be very vital going forward into our new form of governance as a de jure Republican form of government. Okay. Now, this was all put together, and I think, if I recall correctly, this was all put together, and it took, I think, 10 weeks, if Destry told me properly. 
Don't quote me on that. But then he also sent me something. This was the second notice of the enactment of the contempt of the Constitution. And the notice was drafted September 9th, 2013. And it was done during a joint House session August 25th of 2013. And it says, let me see if I can pull this up bigger here. Bear with me for a minute here. Just trying to make it a little bigger so I can read it. And it says, Standing in the grace of God, we in Congress assembled bring to the people of the United States of America the law of contempt of the Constitution to ensure those elected to high office are held responsible and accountable for maintaining the security, integrity, and economic viability of the United States of America. Having undertaken for the reset of the Constitutional Republic and the advancement of Christian principle-based government in the United States of America do by these presences solemnly and mutually in the presence of God combine ourselves together for the better ordering and uh, and preservation by the authority and power reserved to we the people enact constitute and frame the contempt of constitution to bring just and equal laws ordinances acts constitutions and covenants with offices and officers of high integrity to these United States of America. In witness whereof, we in Congress assembled submit for enactment by the autograph of the interim president, then they have their name, with enabling directive of immediate implementation upon autographing, and of course there's the autograph of the Speaker of the House. And of course, enacted in accord with the political will of the people as interim president of the de jure United States of America, the contempt of con constitution is enacted and implemented as law this 30th day of August, 2013. It is ordered, sentenced, and decreed. Wow. The part that gets me, ladies and gentlemen, is the part, the second paragraph we're saying having undertaken for the reset of the Constitutional Republic and the advancement of Christian principle-based government in the United States of America. Reset. That word stands out to me because what do we keep hearing, ladies and gentlemen? That we're going to be going through a great reset? Well, the elite had a plan of doing a great reset, but what's actually happening is a resetting of our nation. A resetting of a mindset. A resetting of our lawful laws resetting of returning back to self-governance a resetting of returning to accountability and getting back to hard work and not riding on the coattails of other people that's the reset we're going to be dealing with ladies and gentlemen pay no mind to all the fear mongering that other people are putting out there okay Pay no mind to it. So, I know this was long-winded and it probably did not sound very fun to hear, but again, ladies and gentlemen, this is very, very important because we've been trampled, oppressed, and stomped on every which way you can imagine by the people, the demons as I call them, the demons in D.C. And that's why at the beginning of the show I asked you at what point 
do you say enough is enough? And at what point do you begin to wake up to really what's going on? Because to really what to 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 tell you really what's going on, ladies and gentlemen, is that we have a new form of government. It's already in place. We already have a new monetary system ready to come out and roll out. Why do you think you're seeing the crazy inflation right now? Why do you think you see gas prices increasing 20 cents every other day? Why do you think we're seeing the markets, the stock markets, being the worst they've ever been since like the early 1900s? I mean, why do you think that is? The old system is dying. It's actually already dead. It just hasn't caught up to us yet here on the ground level. But it's going to be. But when it finally dies, there's going to be a a little bit of a hellish transitionary period there. But, but, we do have a good system ready to rock and roll and to be put in place. In fact, it's been in existence since JFK. A lot of people don't realize that. At least to my knowledge. If what I'm saying in that, in that last sentence is untrue, I will make sure I will come back and make an amendment and do a separate two-minute podcast to correct that statement. But if I recall correctly, the monetary system that we have in place where we can return back to a precious metal-based dollar, I believe the system has been situated and ready to go and roll out since JFK's era. So again, ladies and gentlemen, I know this wasn't a very, very enthusiastic podcast. This is kind of one of the, I would even venture off to say, more boring ones. However, it is very vital and relevant because as we move forward into this nation, with this new form of government, the de jure Republican form of government, where we self-govern ourselves, this is the first law that has been placed in the de jure common law Republican form of government since 1861. You gotta realize just how important that is. So, you gotta remember, ladies and gentlemen, as it states in Joshua 1.9, I command you to be strong and steadfast. Do not fear nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. This is what it means to be a hardliner, ladies and gentlemen. We are firm, we are steadfast, and we are uncompromising. We have to be, especially as we forge forward with this new form of government that we have in place. We are warriors for Christ, and this is the Lord's fight. Isaiah 42.13 reminds us also that the Lord goes forth like a warrior, like a man of war. He stirs up his fury, and he shouts out his battle cry against his enemies. He shows his might. And that's what we will do here, ladies and gentlemen. We will hold his hard line and we will show his might. This is why the contempt of the Constitution was placed and put in, it was enacted. Go back and listen to this again, ladies and gentlemen. Listen to it on repeat two, three, four, five times. Understand it because this going forward. Like I said, is the first law enacted for the de jure government, the Republican form of government, where we the people are self-governing ourselves. And before we sign off, I do want to play one sound clip because it's very vital. It was from President Trump's farewell speech. 
before he went on Marine One to be flown to Air Force One. When he walked away out of the White House as the last president of the de facto government, the corporation, which was enacted in 1871. Here it is. I will always fight for you. I will be watching, I will be listening, and I will tell you that the future of this country has never been better. I wish the new administration great luck and great success. I think they'll have great success. They have the foundation to do something really spectacular. And again, we put it in a position like it's never been before, despite the worst plague to hit since, I guess you'd say 1917, over a hundred years ago. And despite that, despite that, the things that we've done have been just incredible. And I couldn't have done them, done it without you. So just a goodbye. We love you. We will be back in some form. Well, you heard it right there. We will be back in some form. In some form, what do you think that could mean, ladies and gentlemen? What do you think? What new administration do you think he was talking about? Do you think he was talking about the Biden administration? Because I can tell you right now, he was not talking about the Biden administration. He was talking about the people in assembly. The new de jure Republican form of government that's already in place. And yes, it is in interim status. The only reason it's in interim status is because we are growing it. But very soon, in very short order, we are about to come out of interim status and we are about to be active. At which point we will complete this transition that we call interregnum, where we go from one form of government to the new form of government. We are the new administration, ladies and gentlemen. The elite no longer have power. The dictators and the regime that you see on TV, on the media, they are not in charge. They do not have authority over you. Yeah, but Jason, I'm still paying taxes and I, you know, we're still, we're still dealing with this crazy economy. Yeah, I know that. I am too. Again, key word, interim status. There is still a lot that has to take place yet before that comes out of interim status. You just have to watch and see. Okay, you just but believe in God and understand that what's happening, you're going to be very, very happy. It's like Trump always said, you're going to be very happy. The best is yet to come. So with that, I bid you adieu for the evening. Until then or the next time, I will be back with another His Hardline discussion. We'll be discussing uh, the week that Donna Brandenburg had this week to kind of update us what's going on with her. I also have news for you there. Um, well, I'm just going to keep that quiet, but like I said, Donna Brandenburg is very well familiar with the assembly. We'll just say that. But I will be back tomorrow for a 1% or less with him and a his hardline quick look. Till then or the next time, I hope you all have a very blessed day or night 
wherever you are in the world. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to say thank you so very much for joining us here for another His Hardline discussion. Don't forget to share this website, www.hisheartline.com. Share this podcast far and wide. And remember, as it states in Joshua 1.9, I command you, be strong and steadfast. Do not fear nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And that's what it means to be a hardliner. We are firm, we are steadfast, and we are uncompromising. We are warriors for Christ, and this is the Lord's fight. It's time to take this nation back and return God back at the top of the throne where he belongs. Thank you for joining us again, and come back again. Have a blessed night.